Two guys are out hunting deer. First guy says, did you see that? No, says the second guy. Well, a bald eagle just flew overhead. Oh. A couple minutes later, first guy says, did you see that? See what? Says the second guy. Are you blind? There was a big black bear there over on that hill. Oh. A few minutes later, the first guy says again, did you see that? By now, the second guy is getting aggravated, so he says, yes, I did. And the first guy says, then why did you step in it? You're listening to the Smackdown Outdoors podcast. What's up, everyone? How are you? Smackdown Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Glimmerveen, and today we are going back uh, a couple weeks to where I was out at the West Metro Coyote Tournament in Minnesota here, and I got to talk to two of the three board members from said tournament, Tread, uh, Trevor, Tread, Tread Love, blah, blah, blah. Trevor Ludke and Aaron Lynch. And we talk about the tournament. We talk about some things leading up to the tournament that kind of put somewhat of a damper on it uh, until, of course, after the rules meeting. And then we went all out. You know, we all went out and had a ball. So we had some people that didn't exactly like what was going on and they were trying to shut it down. Well, guess what? That did not happen. Not at all. Nope. Uh, A lot of dogs shot and... I'm sure everybody had a great time. We did. My team, well, we got two. We did not not place, but we did shoot the little dog of the tournament. So that was was cool. We got some money for that. It was a 21-pounder. I still think their their scales are messed up. It didn't seem like even it was even that big, but as they as we talk about in the podcast, we talk about certain things, certain reasons why we want to take some of these dogs out, and one is mange, and the dog that we got it had mange. One of the dogs we got that little one. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're not really, you know, you're not a hunter you're you know don't you know you're against it that one would have passed a very horrible death anyway it would have either froze or starved or both so we actually i know this is going to sound weird but we actually did that one a favor um we put it out of its misery if you're a dog owner you know you have a pet dog cat squirrel whatever kind of pets you have uh it reaches a point where you have to put your pet down okay now this coyote of course is not somebody's pet but that dog would have had one um well it would would not have had a, a good life for however long it would have lasted my guess is with the cold weather that we're having today um in the stretch we're having here, late uh, late January, that it probably would not have made it through the stretch anyway. So, you know, it is what it is, um, but it, it's one of the reasons why we need to control not just the prey population like deer and turkeys and, you know, whatnot, but also the predator population because their numbers get out of hand. 
They get diseases. They end up dying pretty darn nasty deaths anyway. So, um, yeah, so we got the one, uh, we got the little dog of the tournament. So that was pretty neat. Um, yeah, other than that, it started out rough for us. Uh, kind of tough finding, finding, uh, coyotes the first day but it was really windy moon wasn't out and there wasn't much snow but then the next day um the winds died down the moon came out we got our first one we did get right before uh sundown so that helped but after that we were able to find the calls that they were looking for we uh, uh like i said the wind died down the moon came out we were able to find it find them there were some shots that were missed. Not me. I didn't pull the gun at all this weekend. Or pulled it. Well, I can't say I didn't pull the, not the gun, the, the trigger. I can't say I didn't pull the trigger. I attempted to, but rookie move. If you follow me on Instagram or uh, follow the podcast on Instagram or Facebook, you will know what I'm talking about. And there was somebody that did not make sure that uh, they uh, could shoot a gun in the freezing cold because of certain parts freezing up because there's too much grease or oil or whatever in the gun so when i go to pull the trigger nothing happens yay me yay me uh (laughs) rookie move i've just never shot in like five below weather so i didn't even think about it um but yeah we uh we we had enough enough uh encounters that we could have had a lot more but due to some poor shooting and some malfunctioning guns or malfunctioning gun owners uh (laughs) we uh we got a couple had fun we did better than we did last year last year we only got one hey look phone i don't want you to be doing that while i'm on a podcast turn that ringtone down talk about rookie moves um yeah so we had a ball we did better than last year and that's all that matters plus like i said we got that little dog which we came away with uh came away with a few bucks so we cannot complain but let's get on to i'm not going to do the the state fish or anything like that we're just going to get to the uh, the show here uh the interview with mr trevor ludke and aaron lynch i hope you guys enjoy and for don't uh, don't forget to like the facebook page subscribe right now wherever you're listening youtube or uh, itunes all over itunes and whatnot and we by the way we are working on iHeartRadio. give us a little bit of time here they're kind of picky with you gotta be on actually podcasting so long and blah 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 so um yeah so other than that like share subscribe and let's get on with the show all right everybody welcome to the Smackdown Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Doug Glimmerveen, and today we are at the West Metro, make sure I get this right, West Metro Coyote Tournament. That is correct. Correct. Cool. Yep. All right. And we've got Mr. Trevor Ludke and Mr. Aaron Lynch. <laughs> Aaron Lynch. I was like, I didn't, he just told me what his name was. So, <laughs> And you guys are on the board yep. of the yep, Aaron, turn it, uh, tournament? Yep, Aaron and Todd Stein are the board members, and then I'm the president. So. Ooh, so I got the big title. Oh, geez. I take all the slack. <laughs> he does all the work. <laughs> right. Um, why don't you guys take a second, I don't care who does it, and tell us all about the tournament, who started it, when it started, everything you know. Well, Aaron started. It was a friends tournament to start with, and that was, you know, how long ago was that? I'm gonna say something like ten years ago. Todd used to. It used to be a meet in a parking lot, At a like gas go in and grab your Gatorades and your whatever to stay up all night long, and nice. uh, like ten dollars. And then we'd meet at a cafe in the morning, mm-hmm. and you know, like three people showed up because one guy got <laughs> two, and you know, nobody else got anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's what it was. 
and uh, nobody ever had aspirations of doing anything else. And then Trevor one year kind of flipped that on its head and uh, started at a bar in Waconia, I remember. Yeah, that was 2013, I believe. And I did your guys' friends tournament that one year, and I did, ever since that tournament, I, I remember thinking, like, we could make this pretty big. Because you hear about these tournaments that are in southern states, that grand prize are $10,000. Right. Big tournaments like that, they, they draw top predator hunters from all around the world. And I thought that would be something cool we could bring to a local our local area around here and bring more support to a local bar, I guess. And it's turned out great and it's taken off (laughs) incredible the last two years. We do get all kinds of door prizes. Uh, We give away guns. Uh, It's just awesome. Yeah, you guys, cool. you guys got good raffles, especially the gun raffles. Yeah, the gun raffles. <laughs> we got five guns this year. So. Do we have one today that I can buy a ticket for? Cause you, absolutely. Perfect. All right, I'm going to buy up all the raffle tickets, so at least I can say Perfect. I and there might be a surprise <laughs> gun later. I oh, don't know. Nice. <laughs> nice. So how many, yep. te- how many teams are we up to now? That Like last year, how many did we have? Last year we had 37, 30. I believe. Yep. And then there was a total of 87 participants. So okay. it's teams yep. of one to three people. Okay. Um, there's actually there's not too many people that do it solo, but I give it credit to those guys that do do it solo. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. It's tough, man. <laughs> yeah. and it's, well, for one, it's boring. When You're right. Yourself. I don't like hunting by myself. Yeah, it's like, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, well, I might as well just go deer hunting. At least I get to eat that thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. For sure. Yeah. How many uh, how many coyotes did we get last year? Because I was here last year. We got one. Yep. Last one. year was tough because Saturday night I actually got really sick. Saturday night of the tournament last year. It was, yeah, you were not in good shape yeah, last year. It was like 30 mile an hour winds. It was bone snow and it was cold i don't oh. know if it was 30 mile an hour wind it was it, it, I, I, I felt 30, it on my face it, it i was, think it was 30 beers <laughs> it was yeah, where it was. it was where we were we went up to, we ended up actually going all up to brainerd we shot our first mm-hmm. one over kind of in the hasty area oh, we sure. ended up making okay. our way all up to brainerd in the snow in the wind yeah it was crazy we said to heck with uh night hunting yep. and we just hunted during the day yeah you can see out night anyway oh yeah it was incredible i started like researching like thermal vision scopes and yep. stuff oh, yeah. until i got a hold of a dnr agent yep and he's like no you can't do that but you can do it in california yeah, but you can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, last year we were. It, I mean, it was certainly brutal. It just kind of made you adjust completely. Right. Like, yep. okay, we're not gonna stay. We're not gonna sit in the middle of a field mm-hmm. and just let this eat us alive because it was because we did that, and it was like grown men crying. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We were, we were hiding. We were using. Uh, we were on uh, when we were up in Brandon. We were hiding behind a silo. Sure, this old silo. Yep. Like, I'm like, what if we just hide inside the silo? Yeah. <laughs> And start a fire. Right. (laughs) No, so yeah, last year, that Saturday night, the conditions were not good for calling coyotes. No. Friday night was pretty good. Um, I think overall, was there, how many coyotes were shot last year? Um, You know, what what was it? It was 25. Yeah, Yeah. I think it was 25. I know our record was two years ago or three years ago, and that was 34 coyotes, if I'm not mistaken. 34 weighed in. We do know that more were shot, but it was like somebody shooting one and they were in Wilmer and calling and saying, is it worth my time? And it's right. like, are you in the big dog, little dog? No. Well, if you want to come, you know, drive 90 miles to drink a beer, then right. <laughs> you, yeah. you decide. <laughs> yep. It's like, a, it's like a fishing tournament. You don't catch mm-hmm. any fish. Man, I'm You're right. Gonna, uh, not even going <laughs> to go to the way. sit on my couch. <laughs> right. Do I even need to turn this card in? <laughs> well, I suppose for your the end points. Yeah. Um, sure. So... 
Do we want to cover what's kind of going on this week or not? We can. It's uh, been crazy. You know, okay. I think we should. And I think Have it's it. actually turned very well. So it was last Saturday. Emails started rolling in. Uh, the county commissioner got emails. Um, the place that hosts us gives us a warm place to sit our butts Friday night uh, to do all these raffles. He's been getting countless phone calls. Uh, his Facebook's been blowing up. It's a bunch of uh, animal activists. Um, so I did some kind of digging, and I think what happened was one person found out about it, and we've kind of taken some preventative measure, measures to make sure that doesn't happen again, but all it took was that one person to find it, disagree with it, send it off to the right groups, and all of a sudden they have a 10,000-person email list. They just blast emails out to and tell these people to call these numbers and send these messages, and it's it's crazy because everything they send uh, send is word for word the exact same. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. And, they, uh, just, they just copy and paste. Yep. That's literally all it has. Yep. And they just do it just to bombard you and yeah. annoy you. And uh, hopefully that the place you're having the tournament at, like we're at right now, mm-hmm. they cave and say, well, you know, we don't want the pressure. Right. Yeah, Which what they don't really realize is that this is kind of a small town bar. Out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's going to boycott here. They're right. all probably, you know glad we're doing this right yes. and and the guy that owns this place he's been more than awesome with us and he's been working with us and i give him full credit and yep and uh we're gonna kind of keep his name disclosed yeah we won't of, say where we are yeah. or what uh, <laughs> i already asked him i go do you want us to give you a shout out no i'm good right thanks but anyway thank you for letting us do this yes it's Absolutely. amazing and uh yeah so that all started and it's just been hectic it's yeah just it was crazy it was kind of like uh, i know Tre- trevor dealt with it more i handled i mean i don't know if we should name the newspaper that contacted us but uh I, you know some things happened and i tried to take on that trevor took on something else todd actually called frantically one night or you know we use this app called voxer so we're all just kind of talking yep and todd uh Todd goes, guys, I don't know, like, we might have to shut her down, and, you know, I'm nervous, and, you know, we're catching heat, and this can happen, and that, and, and it was funny, it, it went zero to 60, because first, once we got wind, it was like people's phones were glowing red hot, because, mm-hmm. like, you know, they were yeah. on overload, yeah. so, um, but, yeah, I, but I, Trevor, um, Trevor kind of has a story about a phone call that happened today, and I, I think that's a good thing to bring up. Because it was like, you know, I can understand on the out, like if somebody on the outside looking in would think those savage hunters just go out blood sport, shoot right. up the town. Kill, yeah, because we're kill, not kill. we're not eating them. You know, no. it's not like a bear or a deer or a mountain lion. Yes, if you didn't know, you can eat mountain lion. Yes. Apparently, yeah. it tastes Very like freaking pork and chicken mixed together yeah. or something. So yeah, yeah, we are. It's. 100% basically population control. Yep. And yep. we all but we also do have a fur buyer that is here on Sundays during right. weigh-ins and yep. so they they take the pelts but yeah, I got a phone call today um, from a gal that is actually an overseer to one of these organizations. Um, I won't mention it because I don't know if they want to be here or not. But yeah, we'll, we won't. And uh, so I was talking to her. We'll just she, say that it's pretty. It's a it's pretty a big. Pre- it's a very predominant person mm-hmm. in one of these organizations. Yep. So I was talking to her for a while, and she kind of uh, just wanted me to shed light and uh, tell her about the tournament. And uh, as I was talking to her, she kind of just came to the realization that. These guys are actually legit. They're doing it the most ethical way you can possibly do it to hunt these coyotes. It's a calling-only tournament. Um, We only allow so many coyotes to be shot during this tournament, which, I mean, there is no limit, but that's just how we do it. Right. And she didn't know that, and she thought that was terrific. Um, 
what else did we discuss? It was just a little bit of everything, and it kind of shed some light on how we actually run this. And she said, Trevor, I thank you for taking my time, and I thanked her for calling, and I told her I gave her my – she obviously had my number, and I told her to call if there was anything else. And she was going to send a letter to her higher-up, which is the top dog of that organization, and uh, she's going to try to – see if she can help us out yeah which is crazy amazing calm (laughs) calm down the flames a little bit exactly back off the uh the the i don't know phone calls people she was gonna gonna call off the proverbial dogs on the car (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great no pun intended or was that a pun well well that's that's the thing is she thought uh you know there was just some uh, miscommunication she actually thought that uh you know everything was being run by kaya or we were running dogs there were houndsmen there were yeah. shooting stuff while the trucks she thought the you know if i'm kind of trevor knows more what she thought but she didn't she know thought we were foaming from the mouth yeah. yeah and we were wanting to kill everything yeah and the, the <laughs> which when it just comes loaded. to coyotes Nah, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, but we don't want to do that because, like, like I was talking to her too. I mean, at some point, you got to find a happy medium, and I think the way we run this tournament is the best way you are going to find that happy medium. So both sides yeah. can be okay with. Well, you it. said what it was thirty-five was the record. Yeah, which is nothing. out of the entire state. Yep, because this is a state eighty-seven participants. You can go down to the Iowa border, mm-hmm. North South Dakota border, Wisconsin, International mm-hmm. Falls. Yep, you can go across yep. the whole state. So thirty-five coyotes taken across the whole state. Yep, that's not. It's many. nothing. And it, no. yeah. Yeah. So and as that's far what as happens, like, it's, yeah, it's, a even, it's not even like a population control contest. Right. 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 <laughs> I mean, and like I was talking to a couple groups that are in the tournament, and they. I had a phone call today from one of the guys, and he was just apologizing for how much slack we're taking. And in a sense, it's kind of a good thing because this was going to happen eventually. This is the right. sixth year we've ran this tournament, and now this year we finally ran into this. But it's kind of shedding light. Like we got we got a newspaper article that's going to come out and try to explain how we do things. Yeah, um, that's good. And talking to this higher up, kind of explaining what we do, and she thought the article that's going to come out is an amazing idea. Um, and I think it's just kind of actually it's kind of benefiting us. In a way. I, I think so because it's not showing that we're just a bunch of hillbilly rednecks right. out shooting everything we can right. see, we can find, and there's a purpose to it. Right. You know. And right. And like they all say that we don't it, what we do doesn't control the population, which is true. But I do believe it does provide a temporary relief because we are going to take coyotes out of the habitat right. for a temporary uh, time. Come spring those female coyotes will just have litters and a lot of them coyotes will survive just because there's less coyotes in the environment so a lot of them pups will make it to adulthood but then there we are next winter right right another temporary relief (laughs) and it's not you know it's not like it's we're we're underpopulated with coyotes right i mean these basically are just people that they don't care what it is don't kill it you know it it could have been anything exactly you know Mm -hmm. so i just there was an article a month ago fox 9 actually reported on it a family in victoria minnesota um, the guy let his dogs out uh, one night underneath the light, and mm-hmm. he believes coyotes took his dogs, and, which is doubt it. very possible. It happens yep. all the time. Um, somebody just posted on our our page on Facebook. Uh, this was in Blaine, Minnesota. That was yesterday. It happened. It was 8 o'clock in the morning. The gal let her dog out. It's a border collie. That little black and white one? Yep. Yeah, I saw that. Got attacked, and she even had a picture of the coyote standing right next to her grill. The same coyote that was beating the crap out of her dog. Yeah. Well, I, I'm in I'm 
I'm right next to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I got them in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah, they're all over. Yeah. I mean, there's no hiding from coyotes. They're and everywhere. we will never get rid of them. We no. got to learn to live with them. And right. You, know, you know, know what's funny about them, too, is Todd. Todd said oh, you're still here. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, <laughs> hey, guys. No. Todd said uh, uh, this one time, and it just kind of makes you think. He goes, what other animal could you drop in the center of Minneapolis, and it would figure out a way to survive? It, it wouldn't die. I've got an and answer for that. A what's crow. that? Pigeon. Pigeons, well, yeah, but besides that, turkeys. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. very I was, true. I was at the sports, the big sport, Minneapolis sports show, and this was three years ago, I think it was, three, two or three years ago, and I hear this guy talking, and he's got his dog, and he goes, yeah, I saw my dogs, you know, running into the bushes and whatnot, and then I saw this big-ass turkey <laughs> yeah. run out of there. I was like, and I turned to him, I go, Here? Outside the building? And he goes, yeah, outside the building. I'm like, well, okay, then. It's and there's no woods, like, close right, to that, really. I mean, right. they're just wandering around downtown Minneapolis. It yeah. seems like a lot of animals are moving more into urban settings. Yeah. Well, we're kind of moving out towards, like, you go up by Rogers, it's like, we're, we're putting a house literally, like, on every square acre of land, and then it's like, well, people used to shoot limits of geese and right. whatever, where that house's footings are going. Rogers you know what at I mean? Seagull, Monticello, oh, all man, that yeah. is just expanding. Oh, it's because everybody huge. wants to live away from the city. Yep. You know, they want to live in the quote unquote country. Yep. That uh, only lasts until everybody else moves out into the country. And, and now you're in a city again. It's cra- Yeah, and it's yeah. crazy. These people want to move out here, but then they get out here and they learn that these people are hunting. And, right. And a lot of them might be opposed to it. And it's cra- We've been doing this for. Ever. Yeah. This was, mm-hmm. this used to be our main way to survive. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, you know, that's the biggest thing when it comes to, from my whole deal, like hunting and, and, and eating you know, mm-hmm. wild game and animals. It's like, if it wasn't for eating meat and hunting, none of us would be here today, Correct. period. Because yep. there was no, you know, tofu mm-hmm. 200 years ago. Right. 100 exactly. years, 50 years ago, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it's, you need to hunt to eat, mm-hmm. you know. Well, technically, I guess we don't need to hunt to eat these days. Right. But if you want to eat healthy, yep. you, you need to hunt to get your food, to eat healthy, blah, 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 whatever. Yep. Um, and then... You know, when it comes to, you know, coyotes and moving out in the country and whatnot, mm-hmm. we're invading on their territory. Yes. They're, so it's kind of, it is kind of strange if you think about it, that we move out into their neighborhood and then we think there's too many of them. So right. then we need to clear, you know, yep. knock down their numbers. But it's crazy. You know? there's, but <laughs> it's basically the Lorax. I mean, it's so, it's so strange, you know, and then it's like, well, you need to, you know, then you need to explain these people. Um. Yeah, we need to keep their population down because mm-hmm. These we're things. invading right. on their territory. Right. So. And, and it's crazy, though, because there's a, there's a documentary. You can probably find it. It's on, uh, it's on the interweb somewhere. But it's about coyotes that live in Chicago. These coyotes actually live in downtown Chicago. Um, there was a college that actually hmm. radio called them, radio collared them and yeah. did a study on them. And these, like, when do they move? Where are they eating? Where are they finding food? Really? And yeah, it's it's crazy, and it's it's a pretty amazing. They got video of coyotes just walking down sidewalk, middle of the day, downtown Chicago, and nobody there knows what a coyote is. Yeah. So they just think it's a stray dog. Yeah, look it's at the German shepherd. Yep. Hey, whatever. No, that thing's gonna rip your face off if you get too close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. Uh, actually, it was Joe Rogan the other day, and he was talking about the same thing in L.A. He's like, you go down in L.A. and it, 
There's coyotes everywhere. Oh, yeah. Well, they got coyotes. They got deer. They got everything yep. Around, yep. around there. Yeah. He's yeah. like, it's crazy. They got video of coyotes stopping at a green light, letting traffic go by, and then once that light turns red, then that coyote will cross the street. It's like, no, how really? smart are oh, them geez. little suckers? Well, we know, we know they're smart. <laughs> oh, yeah. We know they're smart. We know that when we turn on that collar, they're like, yeah, no. Right, that's, right. That's electronic. Yep. Like, I already know that because we're just shooting the stupid one. Yep, exactly. <laughs> we're not shooting the old smart ones unless they're like, all right, I've had enough. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alzheimer sets in, so they forget yeah. things. And oh, wait. Who finally tag them. That sounds like something I might be able to eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So anything else in the contest you guys want to cover? Um, I mean, we don't want to send. We don't want to put up. We don't want to put out where to find it on Facebook. Right? Yeah, I don't want any of that. We've got yeah. a private group yeah. that we kind of monitor now. I got almost you, a thousand members in it, and I just started this private group. Group, yeah. nah, oh, not very long ago. So yeah. okay, it grew. Well, if they want, we yeah, it's pretty good. If they want to find out any information on this, just contact you. Yeah, you can put my information on this okay. podcast link. Okay, that'll be perfectly fine. Cool. All right, so let's talk just coyote hunting. Perfect. How do you guys do it? Don't don't. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have much input because oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I did it for the first time last year, and I just kind of followed Andrew yep. around. Like, well, yep. okay, I bought myself a, a nice you know Fox Pro though. Sure. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You gotta have one of those. If those you things those, are you're not gonna... cheap either. Ah, I got the Shockwave. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. That's yeah, the I whole got, show. Yeah, yep. I got it uh, two hundred bucks off. Oh really? Bargain case. Yeah, you scored. Yes, I did. So have at it. How do you coyote hunt? I only use mouth calls. I don't have the expensive calls. Just diaphragm calls? Uh, actually, just hand calls. Oh, okay. And I've tried to do a couple diaphragm calls, but I, I don't know. I just love my hand calls more than the diaphragm. You're not a turkey hunter, are you? Uh, I've done it. I've killed several. Okay. He's not a mouth. I'm not he's a, a He's I'm a slate a, guy, right? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I just use hand calls, and we go out like this snow that's now falling. There's oh, a plow truck. The plow. Oh, nice. yeah, it is, it is kind of snowing out there today, too. Yep. So that'll help, because what we do, um, these full moon nights with this fresh snow, I don't know if you've ever gone outside when it's a full moon and it's clear and you got fresh snow on the ground. It's almost like daylight outside. It's crazy yeah. bright. And you guys schedule the tournament around the full moon. Correct. Yes. So we can see, except tonight, I don't know if we'll be able to see or not. Right. I think uh, Hopefully it's supposed to clear up. Is it? Okay. Yeah. You know, there's always a way to, to manipulate it and to, to do the best you can and uh, mm-hmm. get right. on that patch, work the wind, get the coyote to cross, you know, something where you got some contrast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I like to think I'm a coyote strategist. Cliffy and I go crazy on the. Uh, that's my partner who's watching out there. My hey, Cliff. coyote hunting partner. Uh, <laughs> you know, like we sometimes overthink it, and you get a little goofy, and then you're like, "Hey, we just need to like." We think he's at A. We're in Hey, closer B. to the microphone. Just, we can't hear you. Yeah, let's just, go. sorry. Let's okay. just, like, do something that we think works. You know what I mean? Not waste time. But um, I think that's true in all hunters, though. Yeah. They overlook things. Oh, yeah. Way too hard. So oh, what, what are you looking for? Like, let's say, what are you looking for in the spot to go kill coyotes or hunt coyotes? I, I'm, I'm going to watch the wind. I'm going to. But I mean, like, what kind of. Terrain. What, yeah, what kind of terrain, what kind of... I'm looking for woods or swamp. Okay. And then I want to sit somewhere where I can play the wind, and then I have a flint fence line or like a drainage ditch, because them coyotes are going to naturally walk, come down that, and try to get downwind of you and smell what's going on. Mm-hmm. So if I know all that information and I can pinpoint, okay, that coyote's going to follow that tree line and try to get downwind of me, I'll set myself up. Okay, he's coming from there, he's going to walk that tree line, and I'll try to put him in my lap. And 
yeah. 75 yards is probably pretty common. Yeah. 75, 100 yards, pretty yeah, common shots. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I look for the same, usually woods with cattails or swamp. And then mm-hmm. uh, uh, I guess river bottom, river bottom, river bottom. I don't know. It's a, it's a coyote highway. They're always know, running just, them rivers. Uh, why? Uh, probably just because it's easy walking, you know. I mean, it's uh, same as frozen lakes. They just like work in those edges. It seems like, I mean, we all hunt them hard water. It's, mm-hmm. I feel like they like to mouse on that edge because all the wind blown stuff. You can see even on a year when there's a lot of snow, there's a part of that lake that you can walk on. And I think that's just, you know, they don't want to exert as much effort if they don't need to, of course. But um, this year, everything's a layup for them. I mean, you know, they can walk yeah, around anywhere. Little no so, so, so far, I've absolutely loved it ice fishing. Oh, yeah. God. There's, yeah. there's going to be 30 just, inches of ice by next Sunday if oh, we don't get any snow. And perfect. Yeah. <laughs> then let it snow. I don't care. But yeah, no, it's just like, oh, just walking along, dragging the old yeah. sled with no problems. One finger, two, whatever. Don't matter. Ice cleats on because there's no snow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the most perfect ice for ice skating like the last two weeks i was out i was out fishing on sunday yeah uh, no wait saturday afternoon just into the evening bite mm-hmm. in robbinsdale yep and i'm out there fishing and all of a sudden here comes a whole family like eight of them ice, ice skating, skating. <laughs> ice skating just, i, did, just I had that did you see the video of that guy getting like pulled around uh um, yes yeah i did what, i can't remember where that was that dude was hauling too he hits one crack and he's dead speaking of <laughs> families ice skating i was goose hunting one time it was late in the year and we had an ice hole open and <laughs> we're goose hunting, and a family comes ice skating right by as, as we're laying in as our blinds. Yeah, that I don't know why awesome. that just hit my head when you said family skating. That's but, funny. Yeah. So when you're out scouting, I mean, are, are you looking for a certain terrain, or is, or did we just kind of cover that? I suppose. Well, I want to have enough visibility so I can kind of see a little bit of everywhere. So I kind of want to perch myself on the side of a hill, but not on top of the hill. So I am a dark object mm-hmm. at the peak of a hill. Um, visibility is huge. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think a lot of coyote hunters, I mean, they might do 20 sets a night. And when I say set, 20 different hunts. Um new spots or whatever but i think a lot of coyote hunters they don't position themselves in the most in the in the best way they possibly could and a lot of coyotes they actually call in but they never see them right because they're not in a good spot yeah because they can see you just like anything i don't care what you're hunting mm-hmm. they see you before you see them Absolutely. every time 100 percent. unless you're a goose or a duck and, <laughs> and you're, you're goose or duck hunting and the sun's behind you and they're coming straight towards right. you I had a, we were out hunting uh, two years ago, and we were all standing up in the field, sun's there back, we're out goofing around, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden this one lone goose comes straight this way. Yep. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, huh, this thing is literally landing. He has no idea. Right at me. And I'm standing there, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, where, can I get my gun? Yeah. No. And all of a sudden, he's like 20 yards away from me. Yep. And all of a sudden, boom, from my left. And I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> like, it was coming down at an angle, like, it, like... It was coming down, but it wasn't moving because it was coming straight at me. Yep. Like if he hadn't have shot it, it would have hit you in the face. I could have grabbed it. Yep. Banded. Really? Banded. Yeah. Oh, and I'm that's like, terrible. And I'm like, well, <laughs> we're not doing a draw. Take your goose. You're right. I should have made him do it though. Yeah. It's like that technically. Maybe that goose came in because you gave him the eye. You never know. Give him the eye. So when you do a set, um, back, to, back to coyote hunting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you do a set, how long do you typically sit at a set? This tournament, I'll sit for 15 minutes and then I'll move on. Okay. And we, we typically go out though. I mean, if you're just out hunting, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Oh, so there's a huge difference. It is. I mean, actually, <laughs> I mean, if you're doing, if you're doing. 
10 sets a night at a half hour a piece. I mean, you can, I how long does so. it take you to get to each spot? Yeah. And then you got to walk out there and then you got to walk back to your truck. So yeah, you're actually talking about a lot of time. And I suppose that extra five minutes saved could be That's, another whole set or two. Yep, for exactly. Sure. And when you're doing a tournament like this, I mean, the goal is to try to harvest the most coyotes. And uh, if you can, the more sets you get in, the better. Yeah. Because a lot of them times when you walk in on that set, that coyote's already 300 yards from you. You just don't know what's there. Right. And so once you start calling, usually a lot of my kills are in the first five minutes. Okay. Now, are you, now does that depend? Now, let's say you go to somewhere that's like really wide open, like mm-hmm. for a ways. If I were you hunting wait the longer? Dakotas or yeah. something. You'll yeah. wait longer because they could hear you a mile away. It takes right. a while to get there. Right, exactly. And to okay. be honest, Trevor's times double that, and that's that's how long I said. Everyone's different. Okay. So you sit longer. Yeah. Okay. You know, just because it seems like Cliff calls a lot on hand calls and stuff, and I mostly am like the Fox Pro guy and whatever. And well, blah, I suppose blah, blah. You, you're using hand calls or mm-hmm. or whatever, hand well, calls. Yeah. So you're not reaching out as far. So you're just trying to grab those quick, whatever. easy fish, exactly. basically. And then yeah. I want to go to the next hole yep. and catch the next quick, easy fish. Okay. Yep. Right and the, and the you, thing with ours is yeah. there's been times where, you know, you're like, gosh, everything feels right. You get that feeling you're like, one's going to bust out of the weeds like oh, yes, yeah. yesterday. Yeah. It's just going to happen now. Well, then, you know, nothing's coming, nothing's coming. And then you shoot one 45 minutes in. And then it get it, like you're jaded for the rest of the night. Now you got to sit 45 minutes everywhere else. Oh, and, and yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We had one come in where I froze my feet off and missed the easiest layup you ever seen in your life. At about an hour and 20, hour and 30 some minutes, Cliff barked back and forth with this dog. He came in with a mohawk on his back, growling. You could hear the grumbling as he's coming in. Oof. I was so cold. I like, I was looking over. My buddy's sleeping. <laughs> I, no, not Cliff. And, and I'm so <laughs> frozen. No, no, no. Cliff wasn't free. Freeze. It wasn't Cliff. Cliff oh, was still Cliff. calling. Oh, Other buddies. Never mind. He's sleeping. Sorry, and this Cliff. thing's like, you know, basically sucking on my barrel at this point. And I missed it. I, it oh, God. But I was like, yeah. So, so then after that, it's like we, you kind of get used to where... They maybe if they do hear you, they can come in at any time, and I don't know. That's just kind of our rule of thumb. Which is, we, we do go quite longer than maybe a lot of people, but then mm-hmm. th- there are some sets where you're like, "Let's get out of here," and it's 15 minutes in, and yeah. see ya. You know, you ever have those sets where you go and you sit down, and you're like, "We ain't gonna kill anything here." Yep, <laughs> I oh, hate yeah. those. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's just like anything. It's like you can go duck hunting or fishing. Right. There's like. It's going to take a miracle. Yeah, exactly. You're just looking at it. You can be looking at an open lake just going, this ain't going to work. Right, exactly. Why? I don't know. Just not going to work. You know, but there's also those sets where it's like you get there and you're like, you almost know you're going to be dragging one back. And then you're like, well, just he'll, you know, he, he's a little yeah. late this time, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, he'll be here. He always is, All you right. know. And I, it, uh, yeah. you know, I've I've been to sets where you're like not even surprised one came out because it's like your honey hole. It's your you get go to gem, and mm-hmm. you just you know you show up, and if you can do your part, you can do it. But I mean, obviously, there's a zillion variables, and one has to be within earshot. But there are some times where you're, and then those are the most disappointing. You're like, well, this is the one I didn't hunt last moon because we were gonna shoot, you know, a whole pile and right. fill the truck this moon oh yeah never pans out 
So what are you guys' thoughts on the whole, um, and I've heard people say, you know, if you do happen to kill most of the coyotes in the area, do more move in? That's what, place. That's, what that's what they, they say. That's what they say. The young males or whatever will set up a new territory. It's or the young males. Just kind of okay. like a. That's that's what I've heard anyway. But I've heard they they will move in just more so for resources. You know, like if there aren't coyotes there Food's eating eating the rabbits, then mm-hmm. they're like, hey, look at over here. Nobody's, you know, right. And then up. those females in the spring will obviously they'll raise more pups just because there's you got that food. So and there's not competition. So then yeah. pups, a lot of them, they might have three to five pups, and if there's a heavy population only two might survive to adulthood but when you have a lower population maybe all five will make it to adulthood so is there something to be said about killing too many in one area um no i don't think so because i think i think no matter what we do we're always going to have coyotes but if they do get to a not point, saying that we'll like kill every no I, no gone. right but i i what i'm saying is i don't think you can ever kill too many in one spot because those coyotes are always going to be there and when they do get overpopulated Mother Nature, I mean, we've seen it's mange. Right. Mange is the biggest thing for killing And then coyotes. everybody thinks it's chupacabra running yeah, around because exactly. they get a uh-huh. manged out coyote on mange their trail cam. Mange is terrible. <laughs> What's the Tasmanian devil of America? What? Yeah, mange is terrible. Mange, it's nasty. mange is like they let 10 Randy Andersons out on a property. You're right. And just <laughs> he just gave it to them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's not a good thing. And uh, I don't know. I haven't seen, since we started this tournament, that first couple of years we did see mange and coyotes we've seen pre-mange where the fur buyer was grabs grabs like the back of the neck and then he's like i'm not gonna buy this but if you look at it you have no idea that There's it's mange. in rough shape it's just uh there. you know he does a quick hair pull test uh, he does of the belly he looks at see if it's pink and mm-hmm. then he looks to see if the back of the neck and but that know, coyote would make it all winter and we haven't seen yeah. any coyotes that were yeah we have had we haven't seen any that were bad years. we've seen some brutal ones that ended up like somebody must have trapped them they escaped a trap and then shot in the tournament and then you see them and you're like right good lord Mm -hmm. there was one rough looking (laughs) one last year i can't remember who shot it but there was one that was kind of rough looking it might have just been because they shot the hell out of it too i don't know (laughs) i do remember there was one last year that was just a woolly it was just oh yeah and it didn't look nice Right. It was just like yep. it had those extra long hairs, and then it had like a, like a down hair yep. like inside, and it was just straggly. I mean, big coyote, but just totally up, just made of wool. It was odd, but and you it, see them all different. What was our heaviest weight coyote last year? Was it thirty seven? I believe. Yeah, 37. yeah, I thought it was thirty six or thirty seven. Thirty seven pounds. Yeah, and then the smallest one was like nineteen. Was that what it was? I think so. Was, was it, it less than that, or was that the year before? Oh, uh, it's right around. They're, they're usually, usually right around. 20. 17 to 19. Yeah. We did have one really small one year, like 17. But yep. yeah, um, they're usually less than 20, the small dog. Yeah. Yeah. What's the biggest coyotes you, that you guys have ever shot? I haven't shot anything bigger than 37. I know that. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I shot um, a couple right around like the 38 mark. And then actually, Cliff over there, he shot that 37 last year. Um, but yeah, it, you know they do start to look a little bigger after 35 pounds. I have seen Trevor. You've probably seen them over 40 pounds, and then you start to question yourself whether to, uh, it's got yellow lab in it and stuff. Because right. they do look. It's just, well, there's the coyote wolf or whatever they call it. Koi wolf. Koi wolf. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that, great. That's one That'll more thing we got to deal with. Yep. Because yep. one of those friends tournaments years ago, somebody shot three coyotes, and they. 
Oh, no, somebody won it with that many, but one team came back with one, and a guy shot it with buckshot, and it was 42. And honestly, I... Th- Bred with know, a domestic it's, dog. It's the only dog. It's the only coyote I've ever looked at and said, gosh, that looks like it's got domestic... You know, yeah. it had the traits. It had a yellowish color. It was like a short hair, and it was, it was certainly a coyote, but it was every feature on it was big and um you know there was adult adult male coyotes that other people shot and it made them look like a different animal right did you see that video on, or that not video that photo online somebody shot a coyote in illinois and it was seriously it looked exactly like a coyote but it was pure yellow it was blonde oh, really? it was blonde huh. wow it's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. It's yeah. Nuts. Just genetics. Just genetics. Yeah. Just <laughs> genetics or... Or it could be, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Or somebody's golden retriever. Yeah. I, yeah. Very well could be. Rifle or shotgun? What do you guys prefer? Or does it matter where you're hunting and... Yeah, it whatnot? all depends. Like if I'm daytime hunting, usually in the daytime you want to try to get into the thickest stuff, so shotgun. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to say mostly rifle, but, yeah, I, right. I agree with what he said uh, just because of, you know, the contrast with the snow and the mm-hmm. whatever and seeing your sights at night and, you know, you can't use lights and everything with rifles. So it's kind of like you want to reach out and poke something if you – nothing's worse than something hanging up and you're like – that's out of range. If I only had my rifle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Son yeah. of a gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure we'll have at least one shotgun and two rifles or whatever. Yeah, usually, depending yeah. on the spot, I'll bring both. Yeah. Now, you can you can legally have I believe a, so, yeah. a, shotgun a rifle or oh, sure. shotgun, a pistol, a bow, any everything. You can yeah. sit there with a bag full of toys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a non-game species, I think, you know, it kind of liberalizes a couple of those rules that we kind of you know would never think about with deer or something because right. yeah i mean you got to start juggling there when something comes in if it comes in too fast yeah, is it coming but, quick can i get my rifle on it or is it coming so fast i need to pull up my shotgun that's what, well uh-huh. you have your you have your shotgun for quick yeah yep. you know and then you have your rifle you know over to the side yep. in case you see it a ways away mm-hmm. same and then you, you, have be, your, yeah. you have your pistol on your lap just in case it all of a sudden like comes around the back and goes hi yeah exactly uh-huh. there's <laughs> there's some times where they scare the living crap out of you yeah. and there's no way you're going to get on them with a rifle and you need a shotgun well last year our the one that we shot i never saw it and andrew i was to the right of andrew Jared he screamed before he shot <laughs> no I was, um, we're sitting there and we got the call going all of a sudden it's like boom and jared shoots he's on the left side and I'm looking straight ahead, like, okay, this should be coming from over there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's apparently where they came from, where it came from. Really? I never, saw, never it. saw it. And that never was a daytime set. Uh, early morning. Early morning. Yeah, early morning, right before the sun came up. Yep. He, Andrew was like, how did you not see it? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, where did it come from? He goes, he goes, come right there. I go, that's exactly where I was looking. <laughs> never it's saw it. It's crazy how quiet yeah. they can come in, too. Oh, yeah. But then there's times where... It sounds like an elephant coming through the woods. Oh, just it's thrashing! Crazy how loud they can be if they want yeah. to be. It's yeah, we were on the we were in a cornfield. We were you know, cornfield was in front of us. It mm-hmm. came from the woods, and it actually came through this point mm-hmm. of like you said before, marsh, ru- you know, reeds, rushes, whatever. And uh, I don't know, came just charging at the uh, hill collar. Oh yeah, and <laughs> so. I wish never, I would have seen it happen, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Didn't see anything. Right. I've I've never really. I mean, I've ran. A and yes, bro. I was awake. Yeah, I oh, was yeah. not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a couple sets tournament. I think it was year number three. It was me and a couple buddies, and 
for whatever reason, it was late one night. <laughs> we decided to hunt from our belly at one set. Two of us fell asleep, and the third guy kept tapping us, but we wouldn't move, so we thought there was a coyote. Yeah. So we sat there for an hour before he just stood up and started walking away, and we <laughs> stayed there laying down. <laughs> You're like, I've had enough of yeah, you guys. Wake yeah. up. Oh, wake it's, up. It's so funny. Still talk about that to this day. Like, I thought you guys were sleeping. Yep. No, we, we <laughs> felt you touching us. We just figured there was a dog there. We're going to let you shoot it. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah. What you got down there? Any any funny stories for coyotes? Oh, oh, I got. Oh, another I'm one. sure. I, t- hey, I mean, we s- got story time with the West Metro Coyote <laughs> Tournament board. Yeah, gosh, you guys. I'll made just me. sit back here and. You guys made me think of a couple, but um, yeah, well, you know, and this one's just something that happens. But there was one time, Cliff wanted to hunt down and overlook something else. I wanted to get up high and look at this and whatever, and I start calling. And before we started, it was, hey, this is a fox spot. You know, like, we're not going to see a coyote here. This is just a total fox spot, you know, so play distress, whatever. Well, coyotes blew up right next to us, but Cliff thinks it's the call because it's so loud and it's whatever. And uh, I was shooting a 17 Hornet at the time, and uh, three coyotes bolt out in this field, and I popped the lead coyote, and um, and then, you know, whatever, the set's done, I go down to those guys, and Cliff goes thought this was a fox spot and there was a fox standing in front of me and then you play coyote howling (laughs) and i go dude those were coyotes i shot one of them you shot (laughs) it was a wake up it was well and you know the sound is so distorted with the snow i was only shooting a 17 hornet so it's not like i'm you know shooting some it's not loud something loud very quiet and i wasn't shooting near the direction so it was like blast away powder snow the whole thing but i mean those coyotes were so loud you could like hear their throats they were i mean they were there and then they were on me really and uh and cliff goes yeah and then you play that howling and the fox takes off (laughs) 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 oh that's awesome (laughs) so yeah but trevor i think you got some you got some blockbusters some good ones um me and my hunting partner who's in the tournament with me he's been in it with me every year but this was we weren't even in the tournament this wasn't tournament time um we were on, on this slew and this is Gosh, both of our scopes, I think, were out of commission. Oh, so no. we only had open sights, and we're out on this on this swamp. <laughs> and uh, we're calling. We have an electronic caller out, which is probably one of the only times I've used one. And it's about 45 minutes. Like, I am I was done a half hour ago, and I didn't want to sit anymore. And here comes a coyote trotting across the ice. We both, uh, we both pull up, and... I don't know if he shot first or I shot first, but then the coyote started running, and it was like World War Three on oh, no. that swamp. I th- he emptied his gun, I emptied mine, and we stood up and we walked out there with no blood. None of us even got close to hitting it, and then we're like, "Well, we're out here. We saw a coyote. We shot. Let's just whatever. Let's just walk 300 yards down on the ice and call again." So we walked 300 yards, set up the caller again, started calling. And it was probably 15, 20 minutes later, here come two coyotes. I really I almost pooped my pants. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. World War Three was just on this right. swamp, and now here come two more coyotes. Same thing. We both pull up. and I don't know if you shot first or I shot first, but the coyotes started running, and it was World War Four now. And uh, 
Yep, them cows just ran away. Just kept running. Just kept running. <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. Plan. Trevor doesn't know any <laughs> better. He's he's giving him the John Wayne Mayor's yeah. leg lever action across the <laughs> yeah. lake at two in the morning. Yeah. You know, and oh. uh, no, but did Trevor, we get him? Trevor, you got to nope. tell him about your first coyotes. Like everybody, when they oh god, there weren't really coyotes around here like 15, 20 years ago. So like, you know, there were like a couple. You'd hear about if somebody saw one, somebody would go, you wouldn't believe this. I Is saw that, a coyote. Really? So they weren't around very? No, they, they haven't the been around very yeah, long? When, I, when I first started moonlight hunting, it was uh, my cousin picked me up to go fox hunting. And we saw a coyote that night, and it was like, no way. Oh, you know, okay. You saw, you know, but... Um, it, it was you, you know you couldn't go on YouTube and whatever you you know it didn't exist so it was like you know trial and error basically well Trevor and his cousin and whatever they got a, just an awesome story a doozy about, of a story nobody knows what's co- how to do anything but keep in mind I was <laughs> in seventh grade at this time so I was a young pup and we just had one of those electronic collars that looks like a toy that you pup distress and it says rabbit oh, distress yeah, yeah, and you yeah. press the button and it do we have one of those over there yeah it's the bigger version of those okay I, I got one of those for deer yeah i've yep. never can't yep. even use it in minnesota i have no idea where it came from and just something yeah, creek calls i think is timber name. creek yeah oh, yep. that's right oh yeah so i was in seventh grade and is me and my cousin and we wanted to go coyote hunting and we convinced my dad to come with and he never thought in a million years we would see or hear a coyote so we go out there and we nestle into a pile of brush why i have no idea but we thought it was a brilliant idea camouflage oh gosh they can't see us yeah exactly we can't see them either and uh, my cousin hits the the little pre or the timber creek call and does pup distress and also some coyotes just start lighting up and it sounds like they're maybe 200 yards away we're like oh crap right and keep in mind i can't see two feet in front of my face <laughs> that's how dark it was yeah we were just dumb we had a spotlight <laughs> we gonna, had a spotlight and a shotgun but this is you still badly. couldn't you, you still couldn't see anything <laughs> and uh so my cousin hits the call again and before we could even like do anything you just heard something coming through the grass that was in 50 yards in front of us. Oh, no. And then it stopped, and all you heard was growling. I'm in seventh grade. I'm peeing myself. <laughs> There's something that's trying to eat me here. <laughs> and uh, my dad yells, turn on the light. My cousin's got the spotlight in the call, so he turns on the spotlight, <laughs> and my dad just starts blasting into the weeds because he's, he's more at, at that point, he's defending us. 22 he's pistol. Carlos oh, coyotes God. 15 feet away. He's Carlos pistol. Avery shooting. Just just shoot as much as you can into a yeah. bush. Gosh. Or whatever, yeah. <laughs> No, just uh, yeah, it was crazy. Classic. So did you get the coyote? No, <laughs> he was defending us. Just a, I think he shot just a bush full of kids and. Right. <laughs> I think he thought. I think he shot two rounds of a shotgun, just pretty much to spray and just kind of scare him away. Right. You know, it was just crazy. That's funny. Hey, let's go hunting. Okay, cool. Let's yeah, I was, I was so scared. I never wanted to do it again. And then four years yeah. later, there I was hunting coyotes. You know, it's weird because, like, all the deer hunting I do, all, I mean, deer, turkey, ducks, geese, just being in the woods, mm-hmm. I've seen, like, three coyotes total. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing. It is the weirdest thing. Yeah. And, and a lot of them are, well, two. I know one. One, I got a very good glance at it. I was deer hunting. He was across the pond about 50 yards away. Bow hunting. He came in. He was looking at me the whole time. Really? He knew I was there from the get-go. I'm like, okay. I'm in a ground blind, so I'm like, whatever. 
And I just sat there and looked at him. I'm just like, okay. Because <laughs> I know if I grab the bow and even try anything, he's going to leave. So I'm just like, I'll just enjoy the view, I guess. Yeah. It seems like. And then the other two were just like way off in the distance, when duck right. hunting or whatever, right. the Andrew. So yep. it's. Yep. But I know guys that are like, oh, every time I go outside, I see a coyote. See a coyote. I'm like, well, good for you. You know what? I, I don't actually see them often it at all. like either. in the springtime. Unless I hunt them. Um, I mean, I live right. There's a swamp that wraps around my house and stuff, and I live mm-hmm. across from my in-laws farm and stuff and they see him once in a while because they're kind of like out there like my right. father-in-law will see him when he's moving cows or whatever yeah but he's out and about I, more than you are i just don't see him when i'm driving that often i don't see you know but then you go hunting and you know there's been weekends you know a t- two-day hunt deal where you see 20 15 20 coyotes on you know six seven sets and it's you're like what mm-hmm. you know they're they're even around here because it's crazy when you blow a call and a three pack comes in and you're like what in the world is going on you know because we're not in a highly densely coyote populated area there's not a ton around here you know it's not like like i was deer hunting west river south dakota this year i walked five miles through a creek bottom and when i quit counting coyotes i was at over 30 five miles that's crazy. over 30 wow What's the most coyotes you've called in in one set? Uh, it was eight, but it was a five and a three, and that was in Oklahoma. Damn it. He's and got one, me beat. And one, <laughs> five, five came in at the same time. So so what happened is we crest this hill. There's five. You should have a TV show. That's there's like TV five, numbers. Th- yeah. it, it was. It was <laughs> Probably didn't kill any, but. I was, <laughs> I was hunting with a buddy from Oklahoma. And Damn he, it. <laughs> he's not a coyote hunter. He, like, people say, you know, buck fever. There is coyote fever people oh, lose their minds if they oh, there's, can't keep, there's anything fever yeah. when you got a gun in your bow or whatever in your hand and you know and this was just a total debacle but anyway uh there was five laying down on this hay field and like it was hot out it was you know late february oklahoma and it was i don't know 65 degrees nice day sunny day crest this hill i see him i'm like guys there's five coyotes laying there let's go over here work the wind whatever and my buddy just like locks up like we gotta start calling oh my you know he sits down he's just worked up i'm like hey we're gonna get them but we gotta just like think here for a sec like not over but he you couldn't even reason with him so it's like whatever his land we're mm-hmm. gonna do this so i start calling those five coyotes get up now and take off at us three coyotes that weren't with them from another area are coming right at us one of them's bright white i don't know if it was albino or just white but i mean i'm not talking blonde it was whiter than you know it was pure white and i'll never see this again and i'll never have an opportunity and these coyotes are coming in i mean they're gonna come up to our feet my buddy shoots that one at 200 yards on a full sprint oh no all it, He's that all guy. All hell breaks loose. He's they that start, guy. It's like it's a zoo out there. <laughs> I I hit Kai eyes. That white one comes. It doesn't come back. It st- stops and kind of turns around, comes back a little bit, stands at three. I'm, I'm gonna guess three hundred. So I'm going to pick up the call and like. My mind is racing on, like, hindsight and, like, I almost shouldn't have told my buddies there were coyotes there and, like, you know what I mean? Right. You, you're overthinking things going, woulda, shoulda, you know. Well, then 
that thing standing there, and then I have to, I left my shooting sticks wherever, and I'm, you know, trying to freehand it. I miss the thing, and and it's like I can see that. I'll see that shot in my head for the rest of my life just because I would have liked to brag about this. Right. Like, you're not going to believe this. I'm the only guy you know that shot a white coyote, but I, I will never see it again. Right. So you were right, Trevor. They didn't shoot anything. Nope, they didn't <laughs> shoot anything. We didn't shoot any. That's why he'll never make the TV show. Right. We, oh. <laughs> I no. got a, well, I got the dog father on what's, my team. What's the most coyotes you've called in around here? Around here? Uh, I was on a set with Cliff and Todd, and those guys saw five. I shot one, and I only saw two. But Todd said five. They, you know, separately went over a fence. So I was like part of that set. Otherwise, the most I've seen is four. Okay. Seeing with my own eyes coming in is four around here. Okay. Do you guys typically see one, two? Typically one, I'm going to say. Yep. Okay. One, sometimes two. The most I've ever called in was six on one set, and they came in within the first, had been 30 seconds of calling. Okay. It was insane. So do you think it's like the, the scout? Because when you hear coyotes, nope. there's always oh, like 55 of them together when you're hearing them. It sounds like just insane numbers. So you would think that... <laughs> It's it's to me more it's all would come in more often. To me it's all luck. Are you able to sneak into that spot you're hunting? Did they not detect you when you walked in? And I I wonder what like cuz I don't know that part of it and I've thought about it and talked to people about it. What sets the pack size? Why why do some hang out sep- single? And then why are cuz some hang out with breeding pairs. Yep. But then you get these three packs and is that like a breeding pair and they're just young their coyotes. buddy that they can't kick? Right. Like what <laughs> You know, like, so annoying. What is <laughs> what sets that? Because it's like I I don't understand. I guess I don't understand. Because like you said, then you'll have a pack of six, and you're thinking, what caused them to still hang out? Are they are they all like brothers and sisters, or how did they meet? You know, right. I I don't know that, and I'm sure somebody out there can. So apparently, I, I have the wrong people on the podcast. I thought you guys were experts. <laughs> <laughs> we just try to shoot them. You're right. We just call them in. We ain't experts. We just kill them. But the, when I called in that six-pack, it was in November. So I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. Now this time of year, they're kind of getting more aggressive and more territorial. So you're going to see them in ones or maybe breeding pairs. Yeah. I don't know. You know, the one thing, though, that I have always heard, and I think it's true because it, in my experiences, it's been more true, is like when they come in in twos, and this is what I've heard, if you can shoot the further one, it's typically the female. The yep. male usually leads mm-hmm. because yeah. the... They say the male will come back for the female, and she bounces if you shoot him. She's like, see ya. And so... It's like turkeys. You know, yeah. (laughs) So it's... uh, So I've heard that, but, you know, when we're hunting, it's like, oh, that one's closest, and I can actually... I'm going to hit that almost guaranteed. Yeah, that's the one getting shot. I'm not going to try to be a hero It's like duck or goose hunting. Which one's everyone shooting at? The one that's closest. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The cherry that's right in the hole. It's like, meanwhile... All the rest got just <laughs> yeah. gone. And that one's now unedible because yep. it's got more BB and or two shot in it. Yep. There's always one that just looks prettier than the rest. It, it in every scenario. It dries their eye, your eyes are drawn to you know. Yep. And that just, one turns into a. I yeah. just pull up and whichever one is directly in front of me, <laughs> that's you, the one I shoot. You make a prayer. Please hit it. Oh, I I, <laughs> I, I never miss. Yeah. Prove me otherwise. <laughs> we heard you shoot. No, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Putting more rounds in the gun like I didn't miss all right um anything else to cover on coyote hunting um you know um I don't know no 
I don't even know what we've talked about, to be honest with you. Because uh, we talked about a little bit we, of everything. Yeah, we talked so. about, you know, scouting, setup, uh, which weapons to use, a couple funny stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Caliber, 223, 17. I use yeah. a 243. 243. Sometimes mm-hmm. I use a 22, 250, but around here, 223. And it just kind of depends on how far you're going to shoot. And I, th- that 223, it's just, you know, it's, it's a, the ultimate. It's just a shorter gun and light, and, you know, you kind of got to maneuver. Yeah. You can have a bench rest gun that weighs 12 pounds, but, you know, you're. you're you might have to swing you know? quick. Yeah, yes, exactly. Because <laughs> we don't know where they're coming from, right? And they can kill you, so you want to make sure you yeah. should at least shoot at them first to scare them away. Yeah. You know, deer hunting, yeah, you can take your time, whatever. Exa- you know. Coyotes, exactly. oh shit, there's one at ten feet. Yep. Uh, yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, I suppose. We can call this a wrap, I suppose, huh? Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having us. Really yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Thank you much. Awesome. And then, uh, yeah, if anybody is interested in participating next year, just get a hold of you. Yep. Um, yeah, and other than that. Perfect. Sounds good. Yeah, thanks, All Doug. Right, guys. All right, everybody. Yeah, thanks, Doug. All right, everybody. Thank you to Trevor and Aaron. Um, I hope you guys liked the show, learned about some uh, coyote hunting in the tournament, and maybe you guys want to participate into it next in it next year. That'd be cool. Come on, bring it. We'll beat you next year. Anyway. Uh, also, thank you to allicefishing.com. They are the sponsor of the show. If you are looking to save like 10 to 20% off those big box store prices on things like apparel, augers, fish electronics, fish house accessories, hole covers and sleeves, ice fishing accessories, portable shacks, rods and reels, rods, rods, uh, yeah, rods and reels, huh? rattle reels and alarms and tip ups and all sorts of different stuff. They even got this cool sign. It's the state of Minnesota cut out in a chunk of wood, and there's a guy there fishing. Looks like he's pulling up uh, through the ice a big old walleye or something like that. You know, that decoration stuff for the old uh, ice shack or your man cave or your ladies cave, women cave. What do they? What do you gals call that? We got the man cave. Is it the girl cave? I seriously don't know, so go ahead and let me know. Um, but, yeah, check them out. Check that out there, allicefishing.com. That's the name of the Facebook and the website. Just put in allicefishing.com. Now, here's the deal. They are a Minnesota family-owned business. I know the mom. I know the dad. I know the kids. They are just good all-around people, period. Okay? They just wanted to save you guys some money, start their own little business, which is what they've done, and it is really doing well. So I don't know if any of you people have checked it out from my podcast. I really hope so. Go on their go on their Facebook and say, "Hey, SmackDown Outdoor sent us." Um, but yeah, they're great people, and they had a really really good idea, and they are absolutely killing it, killing it. So save that ten to twenty percent off of all your ice fishing stuff. Okay. Um, what else? Also, hey, check it out. Thank you, thank you to you. To you wonderful people out there that have shown support to the podcast, to the Facebook page. Um, You know, I did it. I'm I'm doing this podcast to teach people about all sorts of stuff outdoor related, hunting, fishing, trapping, whatever. Um, You know, I've, I've, I know some people that do falconry, so we're going to hopefully do an episode on that. And I just met some guys that are into the powerboat racing. You know, those boats that go a billion miles an hour and they sometimes fly up in the middle of the air and they blow up all over the place because they crash. We're going to do something with those guys, too. So I just want to thank you guys for the support. 
And the more support you show me, guess what? The more I can do for you as far as bringing you all sorts of different stuff. Because the more popular I get, the more people that will want to be on this show. And uh, that will even give us even cooler episodes. So we got some good things lined up for you guys, though, and guys and gals. So, yeah, thanks for the support. I appreciate it. And if you get a chance, there's a couple podcasts that I want to give a shout-out to. Uh, Broken Line, go give those guys a listen. Those are those. That's a pretty good, darn good podcast. Um, a Midwest Angler podcast. Those guys are from Iowa. They got a pretty darn good podcast. Um, they've also they the guys on Midwest. They've got uh, oh, what the heck's in his name? I can't remember. But they got a guy that they kind of pick on, like I pick on intern Tony. <laughs> So they've got their version of intern Tony. They kind of just pick on him whenever they, <laughs> you know, he's there and, and it's like, yeah, such and such good job and whatnot. So it's, it's pretty funny. So yeah, that's a couple of them there. Broken line, Midwest angler, um, a couple other podcasts to, uh, to listen to. Cause I know once you're done listening to me and you got all mine done, you got to go somewhere else too, right? Need somebody else. Hey, we're all in this together as far as podcasters. We don't, uh, we're, there's no competition because we know you can listen to us all, right? All right. So that's it for the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And just let you know that the videos, uh, video versions, YouTube on Wednesday, Facebook on Thursday. And then sometimes I do, a, uh, I think I'm gonna do a watch party on Fridays, which basically I just, uh, put them back to back to back and then you guys can watch them as you come and go and please and whatnot so yeah just try to give it to you uh, give you as many options as you can to hear and uh, watch and all and whatnot so all right everybody well until next time shoot straight catch the big ones and uh, we will see you later bye bye (laughs) 